Tonight on Brian the Guys, it's news, reviews, and things that make us sing the blues. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting episode of Brian the Guys. I am your host, Brian Peters, the man child of steel. And here tonight, I got the man with three first names, Jonathan Tyler Patrick. What's up, Brian, man? And the one and only, The Fitch. What's up, Yo. Fitch? Hey, what's up? Glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. He's like, you. you know, just taking a break from fighting crime, Brian. Every moment I'm here recording, somebody else is getting beat up and robbed. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. California's got tons of crime. Finch is there whooping ass. Yeah, right. I'm curled, I'm curled in a ball, man. <laughs> He's I'm like, boy, oh, those areas. <laughs> do you like as it's as a exterminator, do like are you when you crawling on their houses, do you just like crawl into a ball and like make it, them think like you're actually cleaning stuff, but you're actually just like Feeling safe, <laughs> just curl up to the ball. I'd be more uh, afraid. I'd be more no comment. <laughs> I'd be more afraid of curling up and then like discovering a dead body under the house. Like, oh shit! Something curling up on you. Get yeah. out of here! Absolutely. Yeesh. So tonight we are covering a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, we are things that we haven't got to review yet. Things that we've been wanting to talk about, but with schedules and just. All this stuff. We just haven't got to talk about it. So it's a very action-packed episode tonight with a lot of opinions. So tonight we're doing news, reviews, and things that make us sing the blues. Marvel <laughs> News Edition. <laughs> so let's get right to it. So I wish I wish we had the fanfare, the Marvel fanfare. I'll try to double it in somehow. Or or just do this the sounds of the pages. Yeah. Wait. Oh. <laughs> I don't have anything near me. Dang it. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. There, there you go. Oh, oh, oh there's the sound right there. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Edit all of the, all of what we just said and just put the pages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, that's all that's all you need on the podcast. Just flipping pages for a comic. I'm telling you, yeah. everybody will listen to that. Ah, that sounds good. <laughs> so topic one tonight, and Marvel news, reviews, and things that make us sing the blues. What if season two? Now, this came out like right around Christmas time, Ooh. and we were all so busy, so we didn't get to really talk about it too much. But I want to get your thoughts on this. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go Finch, Tyler, what you like, what didn't you like, and then I will, I will end it. Let me let me go first on this one. Let me go first. Okay, Tyler, go ahead. What'd you like, buddy? Um, the I I'll say this about season two. I watched the happy one first, the Christmas one. Um, like you know, his kind of like diehard episode because I incorporate that in my Christmas. But then I like I read a lot of the other descriptions. I couldn't get through it. I've only done three episodes. The happy one, the Peter Quill, um, like a you know, being sent to Earth evil. And then the first one, Nebula, I just couldn't get into season two. Nothing about it was really exciting me. Um, I mean, I enjoyed what if season one. Um, but I'm just it wasn't my thing. 
like the what if I was just like, okay, because I feel like it doesn't really, it is just a what if, like it doesn't play much into anything else. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't really get into season two and I tried a couple of times. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I totally understand. I like, is there anything that you actually liked about this? Well, I like, I, I like the happy episode, like the Christmas one. It's definitely something like when Christmas rolls around each year and like I do my, um, like we have like a small Marvel, like Christmas stuff. Like there's a couple episodes of like, uh, ultimate Spider-Man we, we watch. It'll include like, It'll be in there in my rotation. Um, you need to add in X-Men Evolution's Angel episode. Cool. Yeah, that's but like... Yeah, uh, like there's just... Um, yeah, it's the it what if happy save Christmas. Like, yeah, I... Um, so, yeah, I just... Um, I think there's just... I don't know. I just feel like there's other things that we could pitch as what if that might be more interesting than some of the stuff that we're getting. So... I, I I'm with you. Is All right. There anything is there anything that you did like? Is there any moments that stuck out to you that you're like, yeah, I like that. I mean, the the Christmas episode was great. I did, you know, it was kind of funny like how Thor just shows up at the end, um, and he doesn't he say like Merry Christmas or something like when he shows up because my wife was like, he should be like going more towards Yule. And I'm like, yes, it's not exactly accurate Janine, just let it go um <laughs> you just like, gotta let it go you just gotta let it go I'm with you. let it go let it go uh i i agree um season two of what if was not my favorite um i definitely like season one a lot better but the the finale episode just like i see what they were building to and the finale episode was pretty awesome, I think. Um, but there was the finale episode was great because of the in that. Um, I wasn't a fan of the introduction episode to that new character, Ki- Kiori. Kiori, um, so the Native just, American woman, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I was watching it and I was trying to like do other stuff. So, but you can't when you're watching that because it's all in the nope. native language. So you actually have to sit there and read it and watch it and pay attention. Um, but the episode was nice, but it wasn't my favorite. But then when they brought her back for the finale, I was like, A, like whatever they're doing with her and her power set and her abilities and just her her interaction and chemistry with uh, Agent Carter um, it, it all or Captain Carter, sorry. Uh, it all worked out pretty well. And, and you know, Doctor Strange being the villain carry over from the first season. Um, I, I mean, it came, it, everything came together. Well, it's just the individual aspects of it. I just wasn't crazy about each episode. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to go off on a tangent because it, it'll offend some people, but I you definitely, have you have some time to go on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just, I don't want to get canceled. So I just don't want to uh, go into um, oh no, but, we don't record live, but you can see what you <laughs> No, I'm just the whole um MCU definitely was on full display this season around in <laughs> what if season two. I was gonna make a comment on it, so you're fine. So but I did I did think it was very Asgardian centric. Like it was a lot of episodes featuring either Thor, Loki, Hela, Odin himself, um, but actually, one of my favorite episodes of that, besides the finale, 
was what if Hella uh, found the Ten Rings. That was one of my favorites. So that's my general of it. You convinced yeah. me to to finish it. So I had never heard nice. it called MCU, and I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. I don't what? know why I haven't heard that yet. How have you we, not heard that? Yeah, but I say you've never heard that. Because I'm deaf. Because <laughs> I'm deaf, uh, I guess. Um, yeah, I have a lot. I, I have a good bit to say on that. Um, okay. So, what if? Um, I thought the first season was very solid. Because, now correct me if I'm wrong, the first season came out before Multiverse and Madness, did it not? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, because I made Jania watch the what if episode about Strange because we were made to believe that that Strange was going to tie into the multiverse of madness. Exactamundo. And he kind of did. Kind of. Kind of. But that trailer for multiverse of madness, like what they fed us is that we're going to get this like big evil you know, Doctor Strange. And when you're watching What If, you're like, okay, that's it. That's tying it together. So it makes sense. This is it. Evil Doctor Strange that couldn't save Christine. Like, this is it. And like, in What If Season 1, you know, we we get Captain Carter. Because um, What If, I think, no, no, it didn't come out before Falcon Winter Soldier. Right? No, it didn't. Okay. It came out but timeline-wise... What if happens right after Loki? So Loki season one and two, and then what if? So this is pre-Multiverse of Madness. So um, everything built in season one, like T'Challa, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? You know, what if the Avengers didn't exist? You know, Doctor Strange episode was phenomenal. That, that was chef's kiss. It was so good. The Marvel Zombies, it's leading to a Marvel Zombies show in the future. Um, that episode was awesome. Killmonger rescuing Tony Stark wasn't really that bad. Uh, Thor was the only child. Uh, you know, okay. But what if Ultron won? Those, that two-part finale of Ultron won and the Watcher broke his oath was fantastic. Everything was built that we're getting this team and that we're getting this multiversal team of Avengers. And it made sense and it worked. Except for Gamora being there because they cut her episode and used it in this season. Touche. You're totally but, right. Thank you for paying attention to detail. <laughs> um, but everything was built into something. And then we have and then we have to take in mind that what if season two also takes place before Multiverse of Madness? Like we kind of have to like put that in because of the timeline. Like it's still in that thing. Well, let's let's say it's not says, says who though. Yeah, let's like say, let's say it's after. I thought, my my thing is the whole thing is multiverse and like what if takes place just whenever. Like it yeah, has it's a what it, if story. It's it's all what ifs. Like they haven't built it to continuity yet. Nah, because well, even, because our Captain Carter that we had in Doctor Strange yeah, doesn't have to be that Captain Carter. I mean. I don't I don't know. I kind of feel like what if was supposed to tie into the movies, but they've kind of gone like, no, like they haven't done anything to where none of the what if stuff has tied to a movie. But I kind of think it does. Okay. Because 
Now, did you watch the the very ending of season two? No. Yes. Okay. So the end of season two, the final shot is Carter with Yatu seeing Loki in the tree. Okay. With Christmas Loki season two. Okay. Did you finish Loki season two? Yeah. Okay. So Loki's the tree. You know, he's the light tree. He's Igrishil. Um, you know, and he is the god of stories now. So they show Captain Carter with that. So my question, what bothers me is, okay, we we ended Endgame with the shield being handed to Falcon, to, you know, to be handed to, 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 to Falcon, which I, his, his character's name is, uh, I don't know, I'm not in a brain for it, but it hands to Falcon to be the new Captain America. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Thank you, my man. On your left. Thank you. Um, So Sam got the shield. So if we're going to build Peggy as kind of this replacement Captain America, like, then why do we give Sam the shield? Because we're not building her as a replacement. In Multiverse of Madness. Because we're not building her as as a replacement Captain America. Are we? No. She's a, she's an alternate earth version Probably another dimension, universe, and Secret she's War she's there leader. for like maybe she appears on Secret Wars or she's just there in the what if realm. Because I always I always look at what the actors are doing and what they're saying at the same time. Like, and I don't think that she's really coming back and there's no plans or talks about her. So I don't see them making her like when you're get when you're investing in the new you know, Captain America four, I don't see them making any kind of live action, you know, Carter. Cause if that was a thing, you wouldn't have had her in multiverse madness and killed her off like that. That undercuts. That, everything. That's what doesn't make sense to me. That's why I'm but, saying like, I don't feel like either all of what if takes place before multiverse of madness or what if just doesn't matter as much. Like it's just, it's alternate versions that are out there that are just extra, material to enjoy of if you're a fan of the mcu it is what if like just questions and but it's not like this is going to pull in and actually like but i, I don't kind know. of feel like they are building towards something i kind of feel like in what if they're building this multiverse team for captain carter to take over or loki to take over i kind of feel I think like it's i think it's that we need to be familiar with somebody who's going to be on the op- op- opposition in secret wars. And that's why they're, they're giving us captain Carter as somebody who we've now followed through two seasons of what if we followed the character of Peggy Carter through the original MCU timeline, you know, up mm-hmm. until, you know, and then obviously that little cameo we got in multiverse of madness. So it's like, if they have, cause you know, I, I mean, and we'll get into this more when we talk Fantastic Four stuff. But um, you know, if they're if they're creating Secret Wars, you know, we're gonna have our heroes who some people are not don't think whatever characters we have left are gonna be able to compete with other characters from other worlds. Uh, I think they're just giving us somebody who we can be familiar with and be like, okay, yeah, and maybe have somebody to root for. Or be like, okay, that's a they're a legitimate threat over there. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the other other thing that I look at, and I agree with what you're saying, is the production got so hosed. 
you got to think of how much stuff's going on at one time in the production. They rewrote big parts of what Multiverse of Madness was supposed to be. I mean, they even said that Elizabeth Olsen, like she stopped filming uh, WandaVision and then started like the next day on filming Multiverse of Madness. But then they, the writers of Multiverse of Madness hadn't even seen or knew all of what was going on with WandaVision because it was rewritten and changed. So because they reshuffled the order of movies yeah. and stuff. So I wonder when it came to a lot of like the people appearing, if things just kind of got shuffled or changed or like the plans changed because, you know, because um, that was, I mean, John Krasinski, you know, as, as Reed Richards, like that was cool. You know, like him dying. Okay, it's supposed to be just kind of like a wink to the fans kind of thing. Sure. Uh, Professor X, same thing. Um, but with Captain Carter, that was the one that kind of really threw me because they were making such a big deal out of her being in the what if. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I uh, I just feel like that was something that kind of threw it. But I don't know. We'll see. I just kind of feel like. I guess when the main point I'm trying to say that worries me about what if and and why I wasn't a fan is it, I feel like if we're building all this onto Captain Carter as a Captain America entity, if you will, it really takes away from Sam because Sam got that shield like four years ago and we haven't got anything with Sam establishing himself as Captain America. Like there wasn't even... Like in these stupid episodes that like no one gives a crap about, you know, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? We got nothing yeah. with the Nova Corps, and they're like, yeah, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Okay, great, but you know what'd been great if I knew the Nova Corps more than just the first Galaxy Guardians movie, and then we are alluded to that they got wiped out by Thanos. Yep, that's 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 what I want to see. You know, what if the Nova Corps didn't get wiped out by Thanos, and then we see Nova, <laughs> you know. And we see this like whole thing. Um, but like, w- you know, what What if, like it looks like in season three of What If, that we are going to get Sam. It, it looks like, because they did do a teaser trailer of that, that we are going to get Sam. I just feel like you need to build Sam more because when you drop that Captain America movie come next year, people will be like, oh yeah, Sam's Captain America. Yeah. Like we need something that's going to refresh them. Because you know, like having, you know, we don't have, we don't have Black Panther anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't know if Shuri's going to take over that role in Avengers or whatever. Like we need some black superheroes. That's why I want the Blade's coming, baby. <laughs> yeah. In 2026 now, isn't it? I know. Yeah. They just push it back. Yeah. Or 20, or is it late 2025? But I don't know. I just want to, I want to see Luke Cage show up. I love Luke Cage. Dude, well, I, there's rumors. I mean, we'll get into it, I guess, but there's rumors he's coming back too. I hope so. Um, I just felt like season two would have did not deliver, uh, and it was pretty much a freaking mess. And not a fan. Now, did you did you like the finale though? Because like I was con- kind of convincing. Um, the finale, the finale was came together and was really nice. The, the, I thought the finale kind of did come together pretty good. It was good to see in the evil, you know, Doctor Strange coming back and like, you know, feeding. Uh, feeding uh, was it was it villains or heroes? I think it was like feeding. He was feeding him to the forge. He's feeding everybody. Feeding, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, right, yeah. But then, uh, you know, spoiler for Tyler since you haven't seen it. It's all good. Um, 
But this kind of goes into probably like, I, I don't know if, are we discussing Secret Invasion or not? Is that part of this? Oh, yeah, we didn't talk Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Well, it's it's trash. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Secret Invasion, the other one, like they shot that move. They shot that, then went back and almost reshot the whole thing. Yeah, that is not the story that um, I, I do want to bring up Secret Invasion just because me when and we Brian, talk about X-Men. So well, okay. one of the things I was gonna just mention quickly was just that what they did at the end of season what if is what they've been doing there. I think maybe Brian had mentioned this, or maybe somebody else had talked about it. Is just they're starting to overpower too many people in the MCU. Yes. So, um, because yes. at the end, you know, they, I mean, I loved it. I love seeing all these like artifacts come together. It's like, I don't know. I think I sent you that one video where the dude has like the infinity gauntlet and he has like all the <laughs> um, lantern rings. He's got all the infinity stones. He's got the Omnitrix. He's got the ring to rule them all. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like, so like they, it's like that. It's like a super overpowered weapon that, yeah, uh, sorry. No, you're you're fine. <laughs> because... Okay, so let's 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 move on to Echo. So, what I know about Echo um, from the comics is Echo is a sometime lover of Daredevil. Uh, she is deaf. Uh, she has no powers. She's just a straight up vigilante assassin who's deaf. So it's nice in the comics to see. This deaf person like me, whooping ass. With I was just going to ask, did you did you enjoy the representation for you for somebody like you? I thought I did, I thought I did pretty well. Like I was I was very excited for the show because I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Daredevil fan, um, and I would have liked a little bit more Daredevil, um, but I was very excited to see kind of like a more grounded show. And until we got to the, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's Look at that. Um, I was excited for a more grounded show. Kingpin is my favorite villain probably ever. Um, villain Kingpin's probably my number one. I feel um, like you've said that about da- Dr. Doom and nah. Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom number two. <laughs> I'm about to say, you have said that, but you have like <laughs> yeah, praise of Dr. Doom a lot. You know, I also said uh, these nuts, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, no, Kingpin, honest to God, Kingpin's my favorite villain, honest to God. Right up, right up. <laughs> uh, Doctor Doom number two, um, and Marvel Universe Joker number two, straight, straight, straight across the board. But anywho, I I was looking forward to more ground story. I I like that, you know, she was she she was an amputee. She I mean she was the, the trifecta of diversity. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, deaf, a woman, uh, amputee, you know, ethnic. Ethnic, ethnic background yeah. she had all the spots that they need you know um but her and her story was a bit intriguing I, I i was excited for you know her going after kingpin how he survived the shot in the face you know give me something and we got something totally different tyler go um first of all i started watching this with jania and one thing about jania you got to know is her grandma was deaf so Jania lived her whole life uh, with her grandma who and her grandfather were deaf and they worked in deaf ministries. They worked in a deaf school and like my wife and her mom still communicate through sign language sometimes because they were so used That's to awesome. doing it with grandma. So when the show started, she just kind of started crying 
because she was, you know, said like how much stuff like this and then some of the new technologies and stuff that they're doing like on Macs and stuff for, you know, deaf people and sign language, how strong that would have been and how good that would have been for her grandma um, to experience and see this. So that was, I think they hit the right uh, note with Echo. Um, I really enjoyed Echo. I do. I did kind of like went in thinking it'd be more grounded. Um, I feel like with Echo, the one thing I can say is, to me, Echo should have been a movie. Um, I don't think it really should have been a series because at certain parts it it just kind of started to drag. I think that if you would have done a movie, you would have had the faster pacing. Um, because we've talked right. about this before that there are some Marvel properties where I'm like, that should have been a show. Eternals should have been a show to really fill out that backstory, to give each one of those Eternals a chance to shine as a character, to kind of teach us the secret history of the Marvel universe and the earth. Um, there was way too much. They tried to pack into that film. Um, but echo, I feel like you could have done, it could have been the first like MCU spotlight film for Disney plus. Like it didn't have to be theatrical. It could have just been Disney plus just like it was, but you would have had that faster pace. And it really, I think, would have kept you going, kept you interesting, because there's a couple of times it just kind of slowed down. Um, and I, I, as a person who loves lore and folklore and backstory, I would have liked to, since the way the show started, um, I would have liked to have some more time spent digging into that uh, native roots and their history and everything. Um, so I just feel like Either you should have given me a little bit more of the background if you did a show or just made it into a film. But I actually really enjoyed it. So for me, for me, um, I am kind of with Tyler. Like it's not what we were promised. Um yeah, so the, the R rating. That. It's another yeah. one. Of, it's rated R. And it's like like just a couple quick scenes that you're like, okay, it's a snip, hard snip, hard, snip, yeah. snip, you're back to a PG 13. Like exactly. Like, and obviously they didn't say the F word or anything because it is all sign language. So, you know, but, um, oh, let me give as sign somebody, language to the F word. Um, as I'll somebody who, yeah. other than Brian and I think like one other person I knew, uh, who was, you know, are deaf to actually deaf. Um, I actually did enjoy like the way that they did the ASL and stuff like that. Um, how each character kind of had their own spin to it and stuff like that. Um, you know, and you could like, you could see the emotion and stuff like, like coming across, like when um, I think it was her uncle was like talking to her and he's like, emote, like, you know what I mean? He's like really into it. And he's like, like, he's like on her and you could tell and she's just like, okay, like, dang, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so they're, I enjoyed that, and you know, it did. It didn't make me feel like warm inside that they are definitely doing the representation. And then I even had to actually look it up. Um, the character, uh, the actress that plays Maya Lopez, I can't remember her actual name. Um, I actually had to look it up because I was like, is she actually an amputee in real life? Yeah. And she is. So and, uh, I'm like, yeah, like, and, and that's where I'm like, they they did an awesome job of like picking somebody and. Um, she's 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 great but like i said the show wasn't what they promised us they could have definitely shaved off a lot of stuff they could have gave us more daredevil um 
the kingpin we got in there was not i don't know what they're doing with kingpin hopefully daredevil one again brings him back to netflix style um vincent d'onofrio kingpin because this one was just whiny i feel like this was they were like we could they're like we can't have him go from where he was in the way we depicted him in hawkeye to get back to netflix dude we gotta kind of start to transition him back that way and i feel like this is what they started to kind of do with him um and you know maybe getting shot in the eye like reverts you back to i mean i mean Um, yeah it would piss me off yeah i mean and i don't know like they tried there's some parts that they definitely succeeded at um you know basically wrapping up my my part here um i i really i didn't hate it but at the same time i was just like they could have done so much more um it's kind of like how i feel about aquaman 2 like i i enjoyed aquaman 2 for what it was um sorry i always reference dc but um but i'm i'm one of those people who didn't hate aquaman 2 i just there was so much more potential and it just did not live up to it um so that's that's mine. No, I, I I'm with you guys. Like I expected a very grounded story based a good bit in New York. I expected her kind of pulling strings to kind of tear down Kingpin's empire a little bit, manipulating things behind the scenes. Didn't get that. And we we got when the show started i wondered if i clicked the wrong show because the the show started with the the native american females in the cave and stuff and i said wait is this what is this is this is this echo like i thought because i was you know i was just clicking stuff i looked down a little bit and then i didn't know what i was watching and the native american lore i want more Mm-hmm. I, I want to understand that more because because it looked like they they were doing these little things of Native American past to explain how she knew how to do things, but the the battle of the villages and um and just learning those things. And I thought for a second that it was going to tie into what if of that Native okay. American character. I, I was going to say part that, of that. That's how it opened, and I was like, that's is this like are we getting kaori or like that in the cave with the waters and stuff i thought it was that's what i thought that's what i thought i don't know but we we what we i really loved because i've been saying it since i was a kid that i wish that i was smart enough and i had a way to invent a pair of glasses or something for deaf people. I've been saying this forever. Yeah. And when Google Glass was coming out, I was like, this is it. This, this is what they're going to do. So I've always had this vision for deaf people to have glasses or something under glasses where as people talk, it shows live text of what people are saying. So like, I can't hear, but I'm watching you and I can see the text and captions, live captions on my glasses. So I know what people are saying. That'd be freaking awesome. I would love it. And we got that with, with the Kingpin contact lens. I thought that was that, like, we were watching that, and I was like, whoa! And Jen's like, what? What are you? I was like, check this out! You know, um, that technology, you know, if it were real, would would totally change the game. 
and would do is so great for deaf people. So I, I like that was one of my deaf. favorite. That was one of my favorite parts about it. But then um, one of the things that I really enjoyed what Echo said to Kingpin was where she was. He was like, I even built had these made specifically so I could communicate with you. And she was like, No, you did it because you're selfish and you don't want to learn. And I was yeah. like, Dude, that was something like I like. I had said, um, I'm like, he never took the time, like as much as he is talking to her and saying things to her, he never took the time to learn, you know, to communicate oh. with her on her, on her hey, ground. I'm, I'm guilty of that though. My wife is uh, Spanish or Hispanic, Mexican, and uh, her family, they all speak Spanish. I'm trying to learn. I use Duolingo, but, uh, I'm 37. I still don't speak Spanish. You've been with her I'm for living, what, 10, 15 I've, years? I've been with her for 15 years, and I've you lived suck. in California for <laughs> almost 20 years, and I still can't speak no Spanish. So <laughs> I, 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 do, I do relate to Kingpin on that level. No, but he does know it. This is Kingpin. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Mm. He did, did, at, the end of the, at the end of the show, didn't he use it? I was like, you, think, you thought that I wouldn't know? Because my wife made a comment too. She's like, "If this dude basically raises raises girl, why would he learn it?" I was like, "Just wait. This is Kingpin. Kingpin never reveals all his cards. Never. That's what makes him the, the best." Um, I, I'm okay. So things that I liked, I I thought the bit of action fight scenes that we got were awesome. Her fight with Daredevil was spot on, beautiful, what it needed to be. Um, I would have liked a little bit more fighting. I would have liked him more grounded because they give her powers that has nothing to do with her comic origin. Uh-huh. She has no powers. The powers, we don't really know what they are. Uh, it seems that she can heal people and I can't remember what else she could possibly do, but she could share her powers and make people strong. I think um, she had like a sharpshooter skills too, right? maybe because the one the one chick could shoot like really good and i like i guess it gave her like precision aim i don't know we got like a blue beetle scene at the end where like old people could kick people's butt you know (laughs) (laughs) we we, it's just i don't i don't like that they gave her powers i'm not a fan of that it's i wouldn't i'm kind of i not powers per se but like the idea of like if she tapped into like her ancestors energy like if my ancestor would say was really good at archery and I'm personally not like I could tap into my ancestors and I could use. Okay. I, I didn't think of it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like something more along those lines. Like, I feel like it's kind of there, but they took it to a whole new level. Like, I just, I like the idea like she doesn't have powers per se, but like, you know, like I can touch into the skills of my ancestors and we're all linked something a little bit more grounded, but yet at the same time, there's still something mystical about it. Um, okay, you sold me on the powers because 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 if that if that if that's the power because her ability is in the comics is she's basically a copycat she's like task yeah you know she she can echo abilities which makes sense with the yeah the name echo. echo so if she's pulling these abilities and knowledge of her ancestors and that's what it is and and i just totally missed it because i was just so like okay you know mcu whatever um <laughs> You know, I, it's okay, and I'm um, I'm I'm very curious 
and what's going to happen with Kingpin, which leads us to our next thing. So Daredevil Born Again. I am so freaking excited for this um, that I have, when I'm just thinking about it, I get an instant erection. Are, are, are you more excited for it now that we've seen the and heard like how they've tweaked it from what they originally filmed and were doing with the character? Because now it feels more like they're taking it back to the Netflix style instead yes, of sir. where they were. Yeah, I agree and, with you. And before you guys think, uh, so in the comics just recently years, Kingpin is the mayor of New York. And what he's done is he's set out like a like a law against vigilantes. Outlaw, it was in a big, big story called Devil's Reign. And... Kingpin has targeted Spider-Man, Daredevil, Electra, Punisher, Luke Cage, every vigilante Man. there is, every one of them. It's all them versus Kingpin. And Kingpin hires Dr. Octopus to oh. basically be his like scientific advisor and creating little uh, things to fight superheroes and stuff. So I'm just leaving you with that. So I think that they're definitely leading to Kingpin gonna go be mayor. Um, they're leaning towards that, and this clarity in his head. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with that, but I think it's gonna lead to him becoming mayor. And I, clarity, Daredevil. I, so my first experience really with Daredevil was um, when he appeared on Spider-Man cartoon. I remembered him from like one of the what trial of the Incredible Hulk. Um, but I have a comic book and I'll show you sometime, Brian, when you're over, it's called Kingpin Daredevil, um, for life or something like that. And it's, um, it starts off with Spider-Man being accused of murder and then Daredevil's the only one who believes him and it's Daredevil and Spider-Man together, uh, you know, going after, uh, Kingpin. And it was my first like real introduction to Daredevil and I really liked the character um i read and enjoyed mark wade's run so i really liked the netflix series because i liked the groundedness and so when they said they were gonna bring it back was exciting and then like i i enjoyed daredevil when he was on she hulk it was kind of fun um i was really excited in spider-man nowhere home uh when he showed up and then now we have this show and i'm like good like he's coming back and I just have a better feeling about this show because it really feels like they're taking him back to where kind of where we left off in the previous um, season, you know, because because Bullseye's back too. Yeah, he is. So I just I feel like it's going to be kind of that. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> they don't give Daredevil powers. Um they just let him be what he is. So he already has powers. Yeah, it was it was a joke, Brian. Back to the whole echo thing, you know. Like, no, you, sh- you, sh- you, sh- you should have said. Hopefully, they're not going to get bullseye some weird powers. Here he kind of has. has the, he has the precision powers too. Yeah, like, no, they'll give Electra powers. She'll get these undead, undead ancestor powers. Are they bringing back the actress that played Electra? In- uh, I hope so. They, I hope so. She was, she was cool. But I'll say that one I, I don't remember, but I just know that they have they brought back the guy for Bullseye. So, well, I mean, my thoughts on uh, Daredevil: Born Again is, um, yeah, I'm definitely glad that uh, 
they took a step back and was like, hey, like whatever we're doing is not working and they're reworking it to make it work. Because, I mean, I hated, the thing I hated about DC was they were so reactionary to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but Marvel, you know, they're not reactionary because they keep making the same garbage sometimes. And you're like, why do you keep putting out <laughs> yes. this trap? You know, and and you're not listening to the fans, but then at the same time, they are listening to the fans, and they're giving us just like little winks and nods to certain things. But with this one, it seems like Kevin Feige got back involved, and he's back into it, and he's like, "No, we need this to go this way, and this is how it's going to go." And they're reworking it. They're bringing back Foggy and Karen, and um, you know, we're getting, you know, a suit. Like I, I didn't hate the yellow suit in She-Hulk. Uh, because obviously that's similar to the comics um, in the, uh, the 80s. Uh, he only Excuse wore it for six um, issues. I've never but, been a know, fan it, of that suit. Never been a fan I, of that I didn't. Suit. When I saw it the first time when they talked about it being in Shiok, I was like, I don't like that. But it, in the episodes, it worked. So I was like, okay. But um, And then I saw images from the comics that it's supposedly taken from. I was like, okay, it kind of works. But... I also am not a fan of this co this this costume. At least what I'm seeing, uh, it's maybe a little too red. I, I see. The um, thing is, I don't know if I've actually seen a real picture yet. I saw some, one picture, and it, it looked like dude had lipstick on too. But so much of the stuff I've seen is it looked like people just goofing and like messing with it in post or something. Um, well, the pictures the picture I saw is doesn't look like it's like um like an cleaned up image it looks like somebody who was on set took the photo you know or mm. you know while they're filming because they're doing real locations in new york somebody took a photo and it's like this is what but i think it came out in like a deadline article or something and it's, it's just it's on the bride and the guy's facebook is it because i made a comment on it i said let's i said get that guy some double d's he's got the double d's on the belt bro there's a D facing one way and a D facing the other way. Did I miss on the it? Belt. On the belt. On but, the belt, not on the chest. Yeah. And it's, just, I don't know, it looks a little too red, but maybe with some color saturation filters and stuff on the camera. But see, and that's the other look, thing. It's like, it'll look nice. Yeah. With, with behind the scenes set photos, sometimes like that, I'm like, I just kind of let it go till I see it like actually in like an actual photo that's supposed to be out. Or like the trailer or clip or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I and I do like that they're bringing Kingpin to the mayoral level, um, which, you know, I always love like the villains, like when Lex becomes the president. I love when, um, you know, the bad guy gets a position of power that can't really be like you're like, how does somebody how did how did he get elected when everybody mm -hmm. we all know he's a bad guy? I mean, look at the real world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's like it, it happens and it continues to happen. And the only people you, you wish you could be a vigilante or a superhero and fight that evil, but we can't, you know? See, so you're just putting that picture in here. Look at his eyes and stuff. Like even that red looks like, cause look at the one behind him. Like it looks like somebody's done something to it. I mean, there, there's tracking this, dots on it. For enhancement, this picture looks better than what I've seen other pictures, though. Yeah, like this looks like like there's enhancement going to be happening to it in post. Um, and like you said, like I because I always told Brian, like if I was making a Superman film, 
I would have the costume extremely bright, but then I would shoot the film with darker filters so that the, the extra, extra bright, the costume would still pop through the dark filters to represent the darkness in the world. And like, so a lot of times, like you just said, Finch, like you don't know what they're color grading and what they're going to be the after effects through the camera to really judge the suit based on a set photo. Yeah, that that picture looks a lot better than the other one I saw. So, okay, I'm I'm and what you're saying about like having it brighter so that they can saturate it because obviously a lot of this is going to be shot at night and things mm -hmm. like that. So they're going to darken things up. And it, yeah, one okay. Main problems with that Netflix show is when he got the suit, you couldn't see him at top. It still looked because it was so dark. Like you couldn't it still tell. looked kind of black. Yeah, yeah. Like like when they when they first showed that 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 suit. You didn't get a really good look at it because he wears a suit for the first time in the alleyway with Kingpin, if I remember right, at the, uh, the season finale of the first full season. And then, like, season two, you kind of see it, but it's still always dark. So, yeah, like, I think I think raising the brightness a little bit is good. Um, I think the eyes look a little weird. Um but I think that uh, that can be fixed. I think I think it's going to be in post. Like the eyes look weird because sure. he can see, but I think they're going to be, you know, glossed out um, in post. Like instead of giving him the lenses now to film in. Yeah. Um, but these just, D's on the belt buckle, those, those are belt buckles, man. Those are, those, I mean, one looks like a D, one's backward D, but I but like, now I want a D, D right here, boy. You know, Ben Affleck. Um, that's the most accurate costume on film, I think. His suit was so good. Like his, his suit was underrated in my. It's opinion. just the leather was the the issue. It's just yeah, the fact that it was leather because yeah, you can't move that grade in it, but it looked awesome. Yeah, but I um I'm excited for Born Again. Um, you know I I don't know. It's just gonna be title Born Born Again, and there and that's it, or they're gonna bring in the child that's believed to be the antichrist um that's part of this actual story of born again and daredevil's kind of like protecting the antichrist if you will um yeah, then they would go there after all this work about bringing it back down to reality after people's like up right. from the she-hulk yeah that i don't foresee them being their plot line yeah i don't think like, so let, i think it's gonna be our, more about let's take our most grounded character that we have that people are still you know interested in and let's screw it up again um yeah that's what they're I, I think it's gonna be about face being mayor i i i hope that we get a close comic accurate of was i um i think that we will see the death of karen page in this i think we will um, that I, that I can, I, we should have got it in season three, but the death of Karen Page is such a huge, huge part of the Daredevil storyline and Matt's growth. Um, you know, in, in the Boring End story, also, Kim's addicted to drugs in that story, and she sells, like, she gives that information to Kingpin of who Daredevil is because she's, like, looking for a fix. Um, I'm. I, I hope this stays grounded. I hope that we 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 get back to the Netflix story and back to basics. Because um, I think that 
I think hey, you know, we're in for quite quite a treat with it with them right now. being back. That's Foggy right. bring back Karen. Uh, Punisher is going to be in it. Bullseye. I think we're in for a treat here, Tyler. Like I, I agree. I I, I first got introduced to Daredevil through, uh, <laughs> I think the Spider-Man cartoon. That's where I got introduced, and then we well, um, the guy, uh, my uncle Archie. He okay. handed me Frank Miller's The Man Without Fear. And he said, check this out. Read this. Okay. This will change your life. <laughs> you know, because he's, he's like, you know, what do you, I think, well, when he hands me that, I think that's what started my love of, my love of ninjas. My love, it definitely started my love of ninjas, probably. Um, but Frank Miller's The Man Without Fear is one of the greatest writing ever. Like I'm I became a solid Frank Miller fan reading Man Without Fear. And that made me read The Dark Knight Returns and um and other Frank Miller work. And Good night, baby. Just like they need to stick with that Frank Miller type look for for Daredevil. And I think I think we can it'll, it'll be great. And I know I have a topic here that I put it later, but I think I want to bring it in now. So there is a rumor that for Spider-Man 4, that Sony, good old Sony, wants Spider-Man 4 to be more multiversal, like No Way Home, because it did well over a billion dollars. Marvel wants to keep it a grounded story, with possibly the kingpin as the villain. Thoughts, Tyler? I think uh, Sony's going to lose out. <clears throat> uh, I think after Deadpool, the multiverse is done. I think we've uh, we've ex- you know taken that and extinguished that um, in all TV and film. I think we're getting there. I think um, people are getting kind of tired of it. Um, Secret Wars will be a little bit of a different story um, if they do it right. But I think for Spider-Man, Sony needs to, they need to realize that they don't know what they're doing (laughs) and uh, they should just kind of basically let Faye do what he wants and then them them just get get their money. Um, You can't say Sony doesn't know what they're doing, though. Sony doesn't know what they're doing. They have no I mean, you can't do. say that though. Live action, they don't know what to do. I'm, I, okay, I mean, if it's for live yeah, action, we're, yeah, we're not even talking if, animated. If you, okay, <laughs> because that's that's different. Like, but I, I mean, mean, like, look at look at the original uh, three Spider Man. No, 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 you can't go there. Two. You can't go back there. Nope. No, 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 can't no go you there. can't go Why back not? there. Why not? That's, that's, that's part not of where we're at. That's part of the rumor, though. No, no, part of the rumor. It's incorporating the other three spider or the other two spiders. But I'm saying, like, you, but you got to look at, like, that's like saying, hey, look at Batman 89. Like, which they brought into and look what happened. Okay. (laughs) Like, get at it, boys. Get it. But but I'm saying, what happened with No Home? They brought back, they brought back the Spider Man from right and that money and that work. That that wasn't a Sony call. You know what I'm was saying? It? Well, no, they had to. They had to give him the permission to do it. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And that's what they're trying to do now. That's what he's saying. He's saying right. that they, well, Sony saying. wants to do it that way again, but Sony Marvel wants, wants to be more grounded. And Marvel wants to be. That's what I'm saying. Do what Marvel wants, because if Sony wants to do that, 
then you should be, because it's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you, because you're not going to get Toby and Andrew back. Because if that was the case, I don't think they should. They would be seeding that in their Spider-Man universe that makes no damn sense. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get there. I know. But what I'm saying is, get there in a second. But what I'm saying is, thinks that the multiverse is done after Deadpool, you're a moron. No, no, I'm not. Because no way it's done. Dude, what, what, why, why wouldn't you be? Because if you do Secret Wars, you you do Secret Wars, Secret Wars story. No, but no, I know what the Secret Wars story is. I'm saying, I I'm thinking Marvel. Okay, they're saying Secret Wars. That does not necessarily a one to one ratio of what the story is. Think of Age of Ultron. That wasn't the Age of Ultron story from the comics. Think of Civil War. It wasn't the Civil War story from the comics. It was the idea of what it was. But so I mean, Secret Wars. The idea is right. Different universes coming together to battle. That is. is. It is, but I'm just saying, like, I don't have my hopes up that they're going to do it the way that we fanboys want them to do it. Okay. But I'm saying with Secret Wars, I'm really, that's where you're kind of going to conclude. You're going to have Deadpool be meta commentary on all the multiverses and timelines that have been going on. And then you do Secret Wars, but then that's it because everybody has tried to do a multiverse. Everybody's been trying to jump on this. And I mean, and when I see everybody, I mean, TV. I mean, freaking the Archies did it. Okay. Supernatural did a multiverse. Every, all these genre shows were jumping on the bandwagon. And you look at the landscape of last year. Okay. You got to take in consideration every Marvel movie except Guardians 3 did not do well. Even DC, all their movies did not do well. And people are calling superhero fatigue. Okay. And I'm saying is, they're building it up. They're building these tropes. They're not delivering. They got to find a way to bring stuff back to where we're invested. Go back to being character driven and not as much spectacle. That's why the Daredevil show I think is so important because it's grounded and character driven. Now I'm just saying, like I know that, like we talked about earlier, Captain Carter, Secret Wars will have multiversal elements, but I'm not preparing for it to be this grandioso. Oh my God, look who they got. Look at all this, like from all these universes. Because every time they've announced a name attached to a film, it's not the story exactly the way we thought. I mean, they were supposed to have Kang be the Beyonder. And I don't know if that's going to happen let's, now. Okay, we, let's, tr- let's transition into that. So is Kang done? Or are we going to get Dr. Doom? And if Kang's not done, who who do you pick? Kang. I say you just you just you take Kang, you finish the story, you tweak it. You don't. You either get a different person because Kang's a variant, and a different variant looks different. Um, you find a better another actor. You finish it out. You maybe not take it to the level you were originally going to, because you don't just throw Doctor Doom in there. If you're gonna do Doom right, you have to build him up. And if you're not planning Fantastic Four till next year that's a lot more waiting and planning. You got to remember all this stuff is so much is going on right now and already has been done. And I mean, I mean, they're retweaking stuff constantly. I mean, that's why they're almost refilming, you know, Captain America four. So Um, you don't think, you don't think they can introduce doom before they even bring in fantastic four. I I understand. Everybody thinks he's, he's a fan. He is a fantastic four villain, but doom is like such a big, threat to the avengers to 
half of the Marvel universe. Well, you know what I mean? Like part of it is because something that Brian pointed out and was talking with, and we'll get to when we get to Fantastic Four, because I don't want to jump there yet. Yeah, sorry. I think you could bring in Doom. You could allude to the Fantastic Four. Um, because Doom is such a big threat and a big villain. I think to do it properly to kind of help because I think Doom is the type of villain where you could start to break the villain curse of Marvel. You know, like I told you guys earlier shot. before before we started, like I enter, I'm introducing Solomon to the world of the X-Men because he saw the trailer for X-Men 97. He's on board. So we're watching the films and, you know, he always asked me, like you know, um, about the villains and the stories and stuff and like explaining Magneto. You know and what type of villain he is, but he's also a villain that has a, a strong viewpoint that you can understand the villain, you know, and you'd actually see that he makes a point that he has a certain standard, but then he's lost on his reasoning and the way he's doing things. I think you don't want to shortchange a character like that. And I think if you just kind of brought Doom in too fast without building Doom up and really giving his story the chance to grow in the history you're doing a disservice to what could be the best Marvel villain. Cause who is the best Marvel villain we've had so far? Thanos. Well, Thanos, Loki, has. Loki or Thanos. Um, okay. Loki turns good and has Killmonger a whole arc. Pretty good. And so Killmonger the, was yeah. good, but he's gone. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, it'd be like if we didn't really Thanos, how many movies, like how little bits here and there, like he really got hit, you know, time to shine. See, that's what I'm saying. Like if they do that, in. if they do that, the sprinkling in of, of, uh, Victor Von Doom, you know, of like the, I mean, one of my favorite, like, I don't care. My favorite post credit scene in the MCU is the fine. I'll do it myself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's. <laughs> I mean, when they when they first introduced him, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, "Who the hell is that purple dude right there with the ball chin?" You know? Like, <laughs> oh, you didn't know that was Thanos when they first showed him? Nah, in the chair, I'm like, I can't, I can't tell who that is. Like, no, they first showed I, him at the end of Avengers, where yeah, uh, he's like, to to fight them is to court death or something. Court death, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I had an idea, I had an idea, but me, I was kind of focused on like, is that Ron Perlman? Like. but uh yeah no and then obviously as soon as i went home i started looking through stuff i was like oh okay i know who that is now with the glove the guy with the glove so yeah (laughs) so well i mean i I mean would you just do it in post-credit stories or like because i'm think think about what films are coming up you know what do we what do we have we have deadpool but I Deadpool, feel like that could easily be something at the like a post credit scene. But see, I don't know if I'd want to introduce a serious character like that in Deadpool because your tone is more humorous and it's more about breaking the walls and breaking down things. And, you know, I mean, we literally have him in the trailer fighting in front of the 20th Century Fox logo. But I mean, like the ramifications of Deadpool in Wolverine is is what's the future of the MCU. It's like, it's like it? racing. I Is mean, that, we don't know yet, but yeah. that's, I mean, he's, he's Marvel Jesus. So. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, but, uh, I wouldn't want to underserve Victor. I mean, you could 
maybe tease him like because in a post credit scene, but like to really start building the character, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know because even though he he was in it in a small part, Thanos was like this looming shadow in the first Guardians film. You know, he wasn't main character, but he was this. You couldn't escape him, even though he really wasn't a main antagonist. So, I don't know. I mean, Brian, you're the Doom Man. I'm the Doom Man. Um, I think we'll I think we'll transition right into. Uh, I think we'll just transition right into Fantastic Four here. Um, no, let's talk Deadpool three first. Okay, hold on, hold on. What about you? Mentioned I think in in the the rundown uh do you think they should recast kang if they if they because he mentioned finish the kang story yeah uh tyler mentioned finish the kang story which i agree with because we're invested now you know what i mean don't just don't just all oh, because of some legality issues don't just get rid of it and start and jump into doom like build up to doom yes finish the kang story and if we're recasting any ideas of who to recast with i know so one of them <laughs> he's too old i do like john, his no, son no, hear me out, hear me. i do like his son yeah but I say, I like they his... talked about john david washington taking over yeah i like him and i also like um i guess he played strand in fear the walking dead uh coleman domingo that's there was like talks him. there was talks of him as as uh kang also and i was i was more on um john david washington as my my pick if they were going to recast but then when I saw the Coleman Domingo one, I was like, yo, like I can actually really see him doing that. So those are my picks. I, I just wanted to touch that because I've I I've seen posts and stuff all over lot on the internet, and I just wanted to hear some other um picks. So no, you're totally fine. Um I think that they should recast Kang. Um really because we're invested so much has been invested but i think that that story should be wrapped up well we'll we'll, we'll get there um so make sure i have this right here uh timeline here okay so i apologize i had my list here trying to make sure where the heck are my faces i was trying to trying to see what the future mcu phases are yeah here we go okay maybe yeah phase finish saga multiverse saga okay well, phases is is uh, phase one, two, three, four, and we're in phase five right now. And then there should be phase six is what we know up until. So, okay. right. so phase six is Fantastic Four. That's where it starts. Yeah. Okay. So um, Deadpool three trailer. Okay. The Deadpool three trailer. Okay. Um, it was pretty epic. I uh, it's looking like it's looking like exactly what we kind of thought it would be and what we hoped it would be. Um, so 
Tyler, what are your thoughts on it? You're, I mean, you're you're a big DC guy, you know, host of the Krypton Report. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Deadpool trailer in terms of the MCU and just the Deadpool trailer period? I mean, I think it lo- it looks fun and humorous. Um, I I don't I don't like. I mean, I want to speculate here forever on like what the trailer is going to do or what it's going to do for the MCU and stuff because we don't know. Um, because I look at what they did at the the, the end of Deadpool two, where he just kind of has funds like, yep, cleaned up the timeline. You know, he shoots Ryan Reynolds from Green Lantern. He kills the bad Deadpool from X Men Origins. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just think it's going to be because they've said it's kind of a meta commentary a little bit on where we are with the MCU and just multiverses and the big stuff that we've been dealing with. I think it's just going to be a good fun time with a lot of in jokes and you know, it's, it's like, can we speculate when it takes place? We'll hit that when we do our whole X-Men timeline breakdown movie review. Cause I have theories that I don't want to like give away my whole theory pitch on how the X-Men timeline works. No, don't. Um, so you know, in, in the film, we have him looking at like TV screens of the MCU and he's with the uh, the time agency. Um, so that like that ties it in and it seems like, you know, their Deadpool's existence, whatever is a variant or something that they're trying to erase. And so, you know, we're going down a whole place with him. We see him fighting in front of the 20th Century Fox logo in a very kind of like Planet of the Apes-esque style of it buried in the sand. Um, you know, I've seen people theorize that there's like a whole plane of existence of like that's people that's been pruned. They're all the 20th Century Fox characters all in this wasteland purgatory type thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what to expect other than I think it's going to be a lot of in-jokes and be a fun, good time. And I don't know the, like I don't have any idea really of the ramifications of what it's going to bring into the future MCU. Um, because we have that Marvel's teaser at the end with beast, you know, voiced by Kelsey grammar. Um, where does that take place? What world, whatever, um, you know, but I don't really foresee them really keeping the 20th century Fox as their X-Men, you know, like you can't really keep going forward with all that. Even if you quote unquote erase it, the actors are older, like, and you need, you need new fresh stories and characters and starting the X-Men universe off right is a big deal. So I don't know if like whatever Deadpool does brings us to a point where a new X-Men universe can be birthed or something like, I I don't know. So I like your, I like, uh, I like your thoughts. I, I, I'm going to go on a rant in a second. So Fitch, what do you think about the Deadpool Wolverine trailer, man? Uh, the trailer is, like you said, epic. Um, it, and I'm surprised they played it so early in the Super Bowl. Like, oh, I know. It was like, it was like, like yeah, there's I no missed, waiting. I missed, I missed half of it because I was taking the dog out. <laughs> yeah, I was I was grilling burgers and my son's like, Deadpool. I was like, oh. So, Why are you guys um, watching it live? Why don't you just, I just waited and said, bing, on YouTube. Well, I'm, I'm a football is. fan, so I watch football. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you just no, went, um, you just went down two points on my friend meter. Hey, I'm a Steeler fan, bro. Come on, 
Um, Still going down. Next year. Next year. Ring number seven. Anyway, back to Marvel. Um, <laughs> so we, um, yeah, no, the, the trailer was like, and then, you know, they're like, oh, view the full trailer. I'm like, dang it, man. So then I had to go and watch the full trailer. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, but it's uh, Deadpool kills the Fox 20th century Fox universe, you know? Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for cameos, man. I mean, we've got cameos of uh, rumored cameos of Jennifer Gardner, Electra. We've got, um, I'm hoping we get Channing Tatum as Gambit. That's the one that I want. That is out of every cameo that's because that's the one that I want the most. Yeah. I mean, he, he earned it. Like he was announced as Gambit a long time ago and we never got to see it. He was putting in the work for it. Yeah. Like and everything. So he's, he's, he's funny. He's, I can see him coming in there with the little, uh, Louisiana twang and, uh, just killing, killing his cameo. You know what I mean? Um, that's a cameo see, I didn't even think about. Yeah, didn't even think about that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get some Halle Berry. You know, she's, she needs a nice send off to her, her storm. Um, just because you know, rewatching the, the original X Men movies, I'm just like, yeah, man. She, she played those. She played her role the way she should have. Like, you know, it's like everybody else was like, you know, obviously is the Wolverine show in those movies. Um, yeah, and she she just played her role to keep the movie flowing man like whoever directs the next proper x-men film needs to be a director that's well versed in ensemble casts someone who understands how they all work together and how you can give each character a spotlight because like you just said the first x-men movie slowly became about wolverine and then after that they're like oh shoot we'll just make it everything about wolverine yeah I mean, look, he got three separate movies, you know, and he's the only one I think who's actually been in. Because if you include his cameo in first class, he's been in everything. He's been in everyone, right? Everyone except uh, New Mutants. And he he was, was he in Dark Phoenix? I don't think so. No, he wasn't in Dark Phoenix. Hugh Jackman was smart enough to to stay away from that. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, back to the Deadpool trailer. Sorry. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Obviously, it's gonna it's gonna. I do think. I mean, they joked about it in the trailers. You know, as him being the the Marvel Messiah and Marvel Jesus, and he's like, I'm gonna save your universe. And then the fact that when he's like saluting Captain America, like, uh, I'm I'm so pumped for this movie. <laughs> like, but um, I think. I think there are going to be, you know, I mean, like everybody's broken down the trailers. And if you watched any Deadpool trailer breakdown, everybody points out the Secret War comic at the uh, when he's laying there and Wolverine shows up, you know, and it's happens to be the newer issues of uh, the newer version of Secret Wars. So I feel like obviously everything is happening. My speculation is that he's going to kill off the uh, 20th Century Fox marvel universe and people are speculating that that's battle world that void that he's in kind of which is the void from loki you know i I believe there's even a scene in one of the trailers where uh one of the tva guys is like maybe getting eaten by a you know so there's 
yeah, I think there is some big ramifications. And the fact that this is the only Marvel movie coming out this year. I think Mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing. They're like, this is our reset. We thought The Flash was going to be the reset for DC. This is their reset, kind of. It's like, we're cleaning up the old stuff. This is this is going to get us to the reset point. And we need we just need Kevin Feige to come out as James Gunn did and say, this is the greatest comic book movie ever. And it's going to it's going to have the largest impact in the Marvel. Tom Cruise showing up. Yeah. (laughs) And that's pretty much mine. I'm just pumped for this movie and I can't wait. And I'm I'm excited for all the promotional stuff because it's already began. You know, Hugh Jackman got on Twitter is like, uh wolverine and the asshole <laughs> you know yeah. so, um, my I'm my thing is i think it'll have an impact um it'll be really big for the mcu but at the same time i feel like it's not going to be as much as we think because i feel like it's rated r first of all you know it's gonna be rated r okay yeah and i don't think that they're gonna lean that heavily on a property for people who are hardcore mcu or fans or for people on an r-rated property you don't because think that they're you don't think they're gonna come out uh this comes out in what July? But I'm I'm just saying, like, I don't think you put and so July. much everything they've done has been about hey, you have to see everything, right? Like they've yeah, been trying to think, sell us about everything learning, matters. I think they're learning from that mistake though. I, I do too. But I'm saying like I don't think they're gonna put like something that you can't miss in an R-rated property, knowing that so much of the MCU is built on families. I mean, but I feel like they've I think they've realized who Deadpool is and they know what what they're going to get with the Deadpool radar movie. And I think they're like, hey, you know, I mean, because look what they ended up doing. They did the Once Upon a Deadpool, right? Yeah. Where they, I mean, unless they, they, they come it. out, unless they come out and make a special Wolverine and Deadpool tweak just like it, you know, that kind of fills in the gaps. I think I'm, they will. I mean, you have Disney Plus where you can have the R-rated section, like they have the Netflix stuff that is TVMA, and then you you have to put in a code to watch right. those ones. But, but I mean, like, I think, think they're going to do something like that with Deadpool. I mean, they'll do something, but I'm saying like you don't put all your eggs in a basket that you're limiting your crowd to see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you you don't put everything like oh this is gonna be the store you have to see. This is gonna be the, the the world you need. You have to do this, or you're gonna be lost in all of our future endeavors. And you put in an R-rated film that's a third movie. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like, I'm not taking my kids to see that. I'm not, t- you know, grandparents aren't going to go see that. But then you throw in, a, like, other MCU films, you see whole families going out. Generations, grandparents, parents with their kids going. So what I'm saying is you, you, you're you going to make it important, but you don't make it the staple point of everything in existence in something that limits your audience. Because true, true. they need to get people back. So they're gonna it's gonna do well. We know that. Okay. I mean, the first two films did well on a rated R budget. So I, I'm not saying it's not gonna do well. I'm just saying is you don't try to win back your whole audience on something that's limited, but you do restore faith in people that you're that you're taking the character serious. Yeah. So that you know, like I, I'm not saying it's not gonna be important. I'm just saying they have divided the fandom so much where people are like at a point where they're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. Used to, they're like, I need everything the MCU has. Now I hear people who are diehard MCUers who are at a point where they're like, you know what, I'm going to skip this series. I'm going to skip yeah. this. 
and they have to find a way to get people to care again. No, I agree. Um, yeah, you got me. I I do think that maybe the ramifications are not going to be as as major. There's still definitely going to be some big changes yeah. that are going to sort of reshape certain aspects. Maybe the mutant aspect. I mean, we've been introduced to to what Kamala and uh, Namor. So far, those are the only two mutants that yeah. we know of. So we're going to get more mutants, obviously. And and, be, and beast. I mean, kind of. Oh yeah. Okay. Thing. Yeah, that's three. So, but he was technically on another. In another. And so is Professor X. So yeah, I mean, we don't have to count them. Okay. Sorry, dude. And binary, right? So, uh, Brian looks like he's anxious to talk. Let's get let's get his opinions. Let's go, Brian. Let me break it down to you. All right. Uh, Deadpool Wolverine is going to be that important. Even though it's radar, it isn't going to be that important because your villain in Deadpool, Mar- Deadpool Wolverine. This is my prediction: your your villain is going to be Kang. This is where they're going to clean up Kang. They should, if they. I mean- and Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe. Deadpool is basically like nothing matters. Uh, Brian, wait, exists. wait, Brian, Brian. Are you going back to comic books that make sense to pull into the MCU that constantly denies comic books and changes the characters to be whatever they want them to be? I lie, Echo, and some other things. Are you actually trying to be rational in your thought to a universe that doesn't use its source material correctly by pulling in more source material? Uh, just a little bit. So, or have the creators even read the source material? No, probably not. But in Deadpool. <laughs> kills them all of the Marvel universe. Eventually the third part of that is Deadpool kills Deadpool. And there's all these different Deadpools in it. We can see in the trailer just a little bit that there are some agents that are Deadpools that he's killing in there. So this is what I think. I think the TVA recruits Deadpool to basically clean up all these other Kangs to get rid of these Kangs. And there he's going to kill Kangs left and right. Kang has gone into all these different universes and Deadpool is going to clean it up. So all the characters that suck. So your two, your, you know, your 2015 fantastic four, we might not see them, but Deadpool is going to kill them. Dude, that would be, I would be just use some of the, like use some of the footage that they filmed that they scratched, like, you know, and just use that and then just tweak it of him showing up on set and walking by and just shooting them and keep walking. Absolutely. Like, Pretty we're going to see, like, boom, 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 boom. We're going to see cameos of villains that might not work. Boom, 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 boom. I think he's going to fix the inconsistencies. I think where Wolverine's going to come in, he's going to fix the inconsistencies with the X-Men timeline. And he's going to clean that up a little bit. Where, like, you know, how Sabretooth, I mean, we're talking, when we get into the, our whole, we're going to do so many months of X-Men stuff and Brian, the guys, because we're huge X-Men fans and there's so much to talk about as we lead up to Deadpool three, we're doing, we're doing a whole lot of episodes, but I think he's just going to clean up these inconsistencies. I think your post credit scene of Deadpool three is going to be these heroes like Toby McGuire. And maybe you might see, could see an Eric Bana Hulk. Who knows? You're definitely going to see Toby Maguire. You're going to see probably some other X Men and stuff, and they're going to be abducted. 
And that's where, because there is that teaser, that Secret Wars Doctor Who Doom comic. I think they're going to be abducted for Battleworld. That's your Doctor Doom somewhat tease. It's Doctor Doom that's taking them. And that's going to build up to your Secret War. The multiverse is not over. We're going to get in Secret Wars because you're well, going to get... My whole comment was movies. after Secret Wars. After well, Secret Wars, no. That's done. That's what, that's what I said. I said, you're you done said with the Deadpool is the end of the multiverse. I said, after Deadpool into Secret Wars, we're done with that. Because you've already teased out Secret Wars. But like the multiverse is like it works on Deadpool, but whatever. But then you I said, have- but you have Secret Wars pulling from the multiverse. like, And then that's your official end like for everything. That's your end, for sure. Yeah, Secret Wars, that's the end of multiverse. We're not going to see it again. Deadpool, yeah, no. That's just like, that's, I think just cleaning up stuff. I really think that the end of Kang will be Deadpool. I really do. I really do. Because we have all these variants of Kang. We have all these different versions of Deadpool. It's going to clean it off. That's what I think. That's just that's just my prediction. Um, I think that Deadpool also is going to pull on these heroes from different properties that we want to see in Secret Wars. And I do think your post-cred scene is going to be Doctor Doom abducting these heroes like Toby. I think that Deadpool... The post credit might show a little bit of Toby, just a little tease being pulled and all these different heroes being pulled um, or at least some heroes being pulled. I, I really do believe that leading up to Secret Wars. Uh, I think that Doctor Doom will be your main villain of Secret Wars. Um, I think in Fantastic Four, he'll be teased just a little bit more because, you know, he is that classmate of with doc with uh you know reed richards i think you know a little variant of dr doom being out there will be teased um because so looking at the lineup here for the phases you know we have deadpool wolverine then we have captain america brave new world which has potential to be a bit of like the leader is a bad guy in there um we also can't forget that in the comics you know, even though it's a source material, Kang and Doctor Doom do work together a lot. Like in terms of time travel and changing things, Kang and Doctor Doom, they butt heads a lot. There's a lot that they work together. So it makes sense that Doctor Doom could be part of this Kang's plan and mission from another multiverse, from another universe. That he's pulling the strings. He's pulling Kang's strings, manipulating Kang. It's possible. Um but then we have the Thunderbolts. Thunder, who's a member of the Thunderbolts that is in there? Deadpool. Deadpool is a member of the Thunderbolts. So, he, well, what? one He's of the announced in the, Bob, but see, you're going back to comics, man. You're not looking MCU. He's not in the film. He's not in the film. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that Thunderbolts can tie into Deadpool a little bit that way, kind of somewhat. Um, I uh, now transitioning into X Men here. So I think the way that Secret Invasion ended, with the president being freaked out about alien invaders and people not knowing who they are, I think that that could very much play into inter- when we introduce the X Men. So if Deadpool is going to bring in the X Men into MCU proper, if that does happen, then they have the president who's already worried about people 
with powers and people not knowing who they are. So the scroll mistrust can play into X-Men. It can, but they probably won't do it because that's too intelligent. So, <laughs> so that's a possibility. But I think your fresh restart, like where things are really going to pick up uh, after Deadpool is going to be Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is where it's going to be a whole new world. Because I, I want you to think about it this way, guys. So if Marvel owned all their properties from the get-go, uh-huh. if they didn't sell it to Fox and Sony and all this stuff, and they were to start an MCU with all the properties, what would have been your first movie? I don't know. Pardon me. I'm willing to say Spider-Man would probably be your third movie. Okay, so then Fantastic Four. The first family. I think but it see, would have been I don't, Fantastic Four. I don't, I don't know. Because you got to look. I don't know. Because the last Fantastic Four movie came out in 07. And they started the MCU in 08. So your hypothesis asking is if all those other films were never made? No, if they would have never sold their properties. So they, they would have. Ne- so those movies didn't happen, and you would have started an MCU. I say yeah, it still, wasn't it? Wasn't it Spider Man? He was the first. I mean, technically, it was Blade. If you want to really, you know. But, I mean, Blade um, was the Blade was the movie that showed you you could be dark and serious with comic books. X Men came out and showed that you could be serious with comic book movies, um, but they still played it safe. And it was really with Spider-Man and then to X2 that the boom started. And if you're saying that they never sold any of their properties, that has to take us back. So that means you never had Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's. You never had the X-Men um, films. Or the you never had any Fantastic Fours. You never would have had any other Marvel film, period. And you're coming out with, all right, I'm going to build a universe of films. Where do you start? Hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say here, the point I'm trying to make here is Fantastic Four and X-Men are way bigger than the Avengers. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't care about these Avengers if the, if it wasn't for the MCU, because these Avengers like Captain America and Iron Man, Thor, they're B level characters. Yeah. Yeah. They're all second, second year. They're second tier. But if you would have had the Fantastic Four and the X-Men from the get go, they would have been your Avengers. Like they would have been way bigger than Avengers. You wouldn't see the Avengers until now in the MCU. If it would have started with Fantastic Four and X-Men, you you wouldn't see them. I don't, I don't know because X-Men I've said this to you for the longest time. X-Men in itself is its own universe. I mean, I I've said it for you for years that I didn't want the X-Men to come into the Marvel universe. I said, because your stories get diluted because so much of the MCU is about people being gifted powers through their experimentation or through science. Um, and they have the hero journey arc. But as soon as you introduce like the idea of a mutant gene, now anybody can be a superhero. And then it, it changes your dynamic of story, especially as we talked about like last week when you and I are just chit chat and like Magneto's story is so heavily rooted in world war two for his origin. Um, you'd have to then retcon so much again to make it fit in the MCU proper. And I feel like that's what they've been doing in phase four. And it's really not bode well for them trying to go back and say, oh, this has happened and this has happened in the world. 
Um, I always said like, it'd be great if they just started an X-Men universe unto itself and, and start like kind of like, you know, a secondary MCU and then maybe bring it over through like some sort of like world colliding event or something. Um, because I feel like the X-Men, you know, it's so big, you know, when you just throw out a character like Captain America or even Spider-Man, you have a hero and you have villains. You know, you say the X-Men, almost every X-Men character can almost do their own film. You know, you have a whole world into itself. So if I wanted to start a cinematic universe, starting with the X-Men would be a huge thing to start with. But there's so many levels of like social and political things that fall into the X-Men storylines that I don't know if I would start my cinematic universe there. I might start. I I think I'm with Finch. I think I would start with Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man has to say that, but see, like, I think you Spider-Man would be good because then you could bring in Daredevil and Kingpin and then start your street level heroes. And then as you build out the world from like New York city, you could start getting into, Oh, Stark tech and other things that kind of like you can start supplanting in there. Um, because like, you know, Spider-Man Daredevil, they work like this together and you can build out from there. Um, fantastic four. I mean, it could work. I mean, it is Marvel's first family and it's just, it's so weird because much like the X-Men when they never had the rights, the characters kind of suffered because they really couldn't do anything with it. So they raised up these MCU characters that they had the rights to and the other characters suffered for it. And then of course, you know, we tried fan four stick and that was a crap show. Um, so I'm intrigued by what they can do with the Fantastic Four, but at the same time, I'm I'm kind of nervous about is anyone going to care about the Fantastic Four? Well, let's transition right into it. So they announced the cast finally, and it was who we thought it was. You know who who the kind of rumors were heavy in there, but it wasn't fully confirmed. You know, you know, you you, you said to me a couple weeks ago, Pedro is Reed. I was like, not till I see more, more officially say it. And they did it so slick with a Valentine's Day card saying happy Valentine's Day for Marvel. And boom, this is the fantastic forecast. It was, it was so smart. Um, so Tyler, what do you think of this cast, man? I mean, I'm going to read So what do you think of the, what do you think of the card? Like, what do you think? Like, I think the card think? was cutesy, the cutesy. Um, I th- I'm going to say this. I think Pedro Pascal is a great actor. I don't think he should be Reed Richards. Not that I don't think he can pull it off. It's I'm looking at this as we've talked about the next wave and coming of the MCU. He's almost like they haven't started filming yet. Like he turns 50 this year or 49. Like, and I don't foresee him really being able to put in all the effort to be for 10 more years as Reed Richards. Um, Vanessa Kirby is like 35. So first of all, that's a, it's a very large age gap between Reed and Sue. Um, Johnny storm is fine. The actor who played Ben Grimm. Cool. Um, I've seen him in a couple of things, but once again, like he's gonna be under mocap or it'd be awesome if they brought in, um, practical effects again for Ben Grimm. Um, but we'll see how they do that. So I think the cast is good. I just, 
I would have liked somebody maybe a little younger who's a, you know, is a really good actor to be Reed. Um, you know, Brian, you speculated that you think it's going to be set in the sixties for the fantastic four. Well, I if you do uh, doubt it will be, but then if you do that, how do you get them to be a part of anything else in current? It creates a retroactive event of unless they're lost in time and then show back so, up in the future. In the 2015 Secret Wars story that this is loosely based on, um, this is where Miles comes in from the Ultimate and Ultimate Universe is done. So it's like the ending of all those other universes. That's why I think Deadpool is not going to end those universes. I think he's just going to kind of clean up some things. I think Secret Wars will fully end those universes and bring everything into one. But I think, I think that Fantastic Four is going to be in that in another universe and then the secret wars are going to bring it together because a big part of that secret wars story is the fantastic four they're like the key of that story um and the story ends with uh reed kind of lost in between lost in kind of a limbo so our the fantastic four actually i think all of them are they're like lost in a, a limbo between the universes because of dr doom and everything that he did to bring everything into one universe. So it's like, a, it's, 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 it's the only time in Marvel history where they did a crisis event and so all their be, history. It'd be like, re, it would be like taking that fantastic four and doing the beats of captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I, I you would have them set in the sixties. You would have the film. Then basically you would end the film in a sense of where they would then be come back and reemerge in the modern MCU. Yes. So yeah, that's, what that's I, exactly what I think it's going to be. I've been thinking the same thing that it's going to, it's going to take place in the sixties and then maybe, maybe they'll get lost in the, say maybe the quantum zone, the negative zone. And then, yeah, you know, because you know, in the quantum zone or the quantum realm, time works differently too. So they could, you know, unless you're Ant-Man three that completely ignored that when he popped back in the end and it should have been like, 10 years in the future when they got back, but touche. And they you know what I'm saying? Um, they, yeah. were in a, they were in like a sub level of the quantum zone. So like maybe time doesn't really do anything down there. So we also can't forget that Kang is descendant of Reed Richards. They made sure to tell us that. Locally. Yeah. Which is why we theorized at one point that we thought Sue was going to be African-American or that Reed was going to be African-American, yep. or we thought that Sue and Johnny were both going to be African-American. Um, so you guys, nobody's actually, we just said like how they put it out and you mentioned Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. So just for listeners and when they hear this a year or two down the road and like, oh yeah, that's our fantastic forecast. So we have Sue Storm as Vanessa Kirby. We have Joseph Quinn as the human torch. That's, um, Eddie from stranger things, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, and we have Ebon Moss. Rotch. Um, I just know him from The Bear, and apparently he was in Punisher, right? Yeah, he was, was uh, micro and yeah, so series. Um, and then obviously Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. So that is our Fantastic Four cast for 2025. What do you think about that cast? Yeah, um, I actually I do not hate the Pedro Pascal thing. I I know some everybody's like, oh, he's too old and he's. Yeah, but Pedro Pascal, man, he's 
I can see him. I feel like somebody said so. I think it might have been Tyler in the chat said something about like Adam Driver, who was rumored a while back. He could see him playing him because he can see him as like somebody who obsesses, right? I could see Pedro Pascal doing that also. So I, I just look at like, you know, you cast someone who's 50, you want them to do this for a while. In 10 years, he's like 60 years old. You know, I mean, the one thing is like, look at Robert Downey Jr.'s like track. Like he got to the point where he was like, okay, put me in the Iron Man suit. Cause then him as an actor is just sitting in a room doing lines with his face. And that's what He's I think not- could be with, with Pedro Pascal though. You know, it's like, and I, I was watching somebody else talked about it where they think, uh, because you know how the MCU is right now, we don't have a face of the MCU right now. Yeah. Right? And I heard this from somebody else. So I'm, um, it, you know, John Campia from his show. I don't know if any of you guys listen to him or not. Um, I want to give him his credit. Uh, basically, he's saying Pedro Pascal, who is a world-class actor who has can carry a franchise. I mean, look at what he's done with The Mandalorian, Look, you know, The Last of Us. He's a face that can go forward. So even if he's not a action star moving forward the next 10 years, he's somebody who can play that mentor role to a younger uh, Avengers. That's a we very are getting, good point. We are getting a young That's Avengers. That's a good eventually. point. So, and he's leading a team of other actors who are younger, you know, and I, I think you, you need that leadership role. And, you know, maybe the MCU going forward after Fantastic Four, like you said, including X-Men and other characters, is going to be, they're going to rely on Reed Richards as somebody who they always look to, or maybe, you know how, like with, which is something I hated about the, a lot of the phases of the current MCU was that a lot of the villains became villains because of Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, that could be something though, that, you know, Reed, even though they messed it up, uh, like, isn't Hank Pence who created Ultron, but Reed has access to the negative zone and also like, uh, you know, open the world to people like, um, Anonymous and not yeah, Galactus. So, and obviously he's a descendant. Kang is a descendant of him. So yeah, I mean, so I don't I, I don't hate the casting and um yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that movie. So that's why I, I don't hate the casting, just not who I would have chosen trying to look longevity of an actor leading, you know, because I could see because they they need a new Iron Man like you said, as the face, but someone that can pop in and out of other films. Like we got rid of Coulson and shield. Sam Jackson's not gonna be able to keep going much like we're in a strong. I don't know, man. He still looks great. So. Um, <laughs> I don't crack baby. Right. But, I mean, look, look how rough he was in secret invasion doing some of the action scenes and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, You know, we, we were, they were going to, I mean, re, I he mean, he's going to play more into black Panther. Like Chadwick was supposed to come in and start being more of that face rest in peace chat um yeah. you know and then of course that didn't happen so all i'm saying is like i think i mean even pedro he doesn't do the mandalorian that much he just yeah. does the, you know he does a few shots in costume um and he does the voice work later and could bring you in warm i could you bring know, you in cold he, yeah. he's not the onset actor for the mandalorian they have another actor yeah. There well, that's the other thing. He's anytime Reed's going to be using his powers, that's CGI. So as long as his face is still Pedro, that's it's the same thing. 
So. Well, <laughs> anyway, I, I think the only thing, the only thing I don't, I, I, the only thing I feel is I personally would have really liked John Krasinski to be Reed, D Reed. And I would have liked Emily Blunt to be Susan mm-hmm. because I really liked they're already married. They're, you know, I want to see what their chemistry would be, like how that would work. Um, I also am a little bit interested in how Namor is going to work with this because one of my favorite things in comics is this whole Namor being obsessed with Sue and Reed doesn't pay attention to Sue and Namor's like, yo, what's up, dude? You know, Man, I just um, I just love how much Brian goes to comic source material and thinks they're actually going to do stuff from comics. Like, I mean, it's it's baffling to me how you're like, man, this in the comic was so good. I'm like, Brian, don't set yourself up for failure, bro. Don't set yourself up. Tyler Patrick. Tyler Patrick. Who is your favorite superhero? Superman. And what do you love about Superman? Truth. What else? What else does he symbolize? Compassion and hope. And hope. Hope. Hope, right? Oh, no. Oh, I'm just saying hope is one thing, but don't believe your own hope is truth. Listen, I deal with chronic depression. I need to hold on to whatever the frick I I, can. I'm just saying, because like you build up stuff in your head and you get so excited over like, oh, they're going to do this. I'm just saying, look at the track record of them taking characters and what they do to service their own goals. And a I lot know, of it's be- why Pedro was hired. I don't. I don't think. Pedro and a lot of it's be- fit for Reed. It, it's a lot of it because they don't have the characters, so they would twist and mold and change to make their stories work with the characters they had available. Now that they're getting the characters, it's like they can get on track. But I also look at. We know Phase Four was so was too much. Like it was just like throw everything out there that you have all these open threads, and by the time they could get back around to Namor. Are they going to do Namor again? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are do they plan on doing more? Like, um, you know, like they have to. I, though. It's it's. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing we've talked about before about like Black Panther's ties to Storm. Now, I said this before with the way that they ended Black Panther, um, two with T'Challa's son. Like that could be the T'Challa that has the relationship with Storm, depending on how they bring in the X Men. I like that. I've been saying so, that. I like that. Because, you know, like well, there's, yeah, I, there's I mean, so much. I, did, I think I said on a past podcast, um, or maybe it was talking to you, Tyler, of how they, how Storm can now marry T'Challa's son. Yeah. Can have a little bit of comic thing. And we, like, that's a way of fixing something that had been absent because of not having characters. I want that. Right. I'm just telling you, I care about you and I love you getting excited. But sometimes, man, it breaks my heart because you get so excited about certain things and hope that they're going to work out and they're going to do this with character and this and they got this and they announced it. And I'm like, dude, just you guys are fathers. You know, you have kids and you have sons. This is all I have. But don't I just <laughs> don't, I I don't like to. But then I have to pick you nothing back else up. in life. man. But then I got to pick you back up, man, and restore that faith in you because you're all heartbroken because they didn't do it the way that you had planned. They didn't kill it. that damn baby. And they didn't do it the way that you you think they should. Why did he like, get the hook in? Why did they kill the baby? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, no, that's, hey, I love you're right, though. You're right, Tyler. Because, I mean, but that's the thing. We do have to expect, like, it's not going to be exactly like that. But the, the problem is that 
yes, they adapt and do whatever they want. But that is the problem is like we as fans are used to something happen in a certain way. And like when we get glimpses or, you know, announcements like, hey, this is who this character is. And they're going to be in this movie with this other character. You're like, yo, they have a relationship and like, oh, I'm so excited to see how that plays out. And then it's nothing like what it's supposed to and be. My and that's too. what's frustrating. And my we personal got a whole professional opinion as a comic book historian and guru or whatever the heck I am, podcast man, whatever I am, uh, jack of all trades, your favorite person, guys. Um, I think that comic book movies should be the easiest dang things to make in the world because someone already wrote it, wrote it for you. The All you got to do is just there. take that, boom, put it in a movie. It's that easy. But they don't do it that way because, because they didn't have all the characters in the beginning. They had to do something a little different. Whatever. But my last thoughts of Fantastic Four, and then we'll move into our final topic, is I think the cast is superb. I, I love it. Uh, well, except for I don't think Pedro is the right choice for Reed. Um, I'm not because he's too old. I just think that I, I think someone else for Reed. Um, you know, my wife even said she's she's like, so they're going to throw in a kid into the cast just so he has someone to, to protect, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, Pedro, think of what Finch said, Pedro being that face because he don't have Iron Man anymore. Um, there was talk that it was going to be Tom as Spider-Man. That, you know, that didn't really work. Uh, Doctor Strange didn't really work. You know, Chadwick, I totally believe, would have been that guy. Mm. But unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. You were amazing. But we do need that face. So that makes that kind of makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think, or I hope, because hope is a dangerous thing. I hope that because the director is a guy that directed Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he said he's going to make this more like Always Always Science Philadelphia. I pray with the highest of prayers that they cast one of my dream casting, Danny DeVito as Mole Man, and we get Mole Man in this movie. That would make me so happy. Please make it happen. And uh, if not, I'll just cry and my friends will pick me up because that's what they're there for. So Charlie Day as as Doctor Doom. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, dude! Now you got me. Now you got that, me thinking. He's things. he's too funny, though. No, not 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 him as Doctor Doom. Mac, you like Mac Dennis. as Doctor Doom? Dennis. Oh, oh okay. I I just now I just now sitting there thinking like, can we just get a Day Man feature film? <laughs> Dayman, fights her of the night, man. Sorry, that's the greatest song ever. <laughs> um, okay, guys, last topic for the evening, and uh, last topic for the evening X Men 90 freaking seven. Boys, that trailer. The promotional poster of the VHS tapes. How did it make you feel? Well, I mean, it did my it did its work because it made me really like nostalgic feeling. Uh, because so many of the voice actors are back, 
there's a few that aren't because they had passed away. Um, and I mean, it looks good. Like, you know, I'm, I've seen so much of the X-Men cartoon. I don't know if I ever saw all of it because it was on so late in the day on Saturdays. Um, and then when the DVDs came out, like it was all spaced out, but now it's streaming and it makes it nice to be able to, to watch that. And I, I mean, I'm excited. I already see people complaining about something. I just ignore it. I don't care. (laughs) I'm excited. What are they complaining about? Are you talking about Rogue? They took Rogue's Rogue's spine elsewhere. Some new character is supposed to be like a woke character, and they were talking about like complaining that they already made Disney made X Men woke. It's just same deep crap track that you hear. Um, I'm just you know I'm intrigued by the lineup, you know because Bishop's there. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just kind of like I need to watch the last season, um, of the original X-Men cartoon. So Same. I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, like I said, I've been sharing the X-Men with Solomon, so we'll probably get there when we can. Um, you know, the thing is Cyclops was always my favorite X-Men. <laughs> when he said to me, my X-Men is when I really like lost it and got it. Like just got excited. Goosebumps. Um, I just wanted to be good. Um, I do think it's an interesting choice to, to kind of do a sequel series, um, you know, that ended 20 some years ago instead of just doing a new X-Men cartoon. Um, I think, I think they tried that though with the Wolverine and the X-Men, but that was what? 2010, 2011. But it, it, it kind of feels a bit like a, Somewhat of a sequel to the original X Men cartoon, um, but I don't know. I feel like that's what they tried to do, and maybe it didn't work out the way they wanted it to work out. Wolverine so. and the X Men was two thousand eight to two thousand nine, so that was even before the Marvel buyout. That was the last time we had an X Men cartoon. So I like I that cartoon. Um, I saw a couple episodes. Whatever the first DVD was, we had it at Blockbuster. So, I mean, I just, I find that interesting that they decide to do this, you know, X-Men 97 compared to launching a new series, but it, it, I don't know, it might be a way of just kind of testing the X-Men waters, do a mini series thing like this, and then launch a new cartoon when they actually bring the X-Men into the MCU. I don't know. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I had to. That theme zone is to do it. Um, Finch, what did you think, man? What do you think about some stuff you saw? Uh, well, it did it similar to Tyler. I have to rewatch the final season, I believe, because I don't remember Professor Xavier dying so. That was the only thing that I was like, wait, he died? And then, um, yeah, and like that whole, yeah, just uh, come on, dude. The part where uh, Gambit gets on get, uh, Wolverine's back and the claw, oh, yeah. uh, kinetic energy. Yes. I was like, oh. Um, and then my boy Bishop is like a is a is a main character in this one. Um, 
I got my bishop here from Brian. Thank you for my birthday present. Happy birthday, Fish. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and happy birthday to Tyler. I know you just hey. had a birthday also. Yes, sir. With the Aquarius gang. Bang, bang. We are. <laughs> so, um, that's why Brian likes this. Aquarius. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I was I was excited that, uh, to meet my X-Men. That was great. Hearing some of the original cast was great. Um, is Wolverine a recast because his actor? No, it, it's the same dude. Is it okay? Yeah, because I mean, it sounds I a know. little off, but maybe maybe his I mean, voice is just twenty plus years of of growth. But yeah, like Cyclops. Peter, Cyclops is a recast because his actor passed away. But he sounds just like him. That's he what I'm saying. Exactly like him. Like him. He sounds to, just like him. I'm trying to remember uh, who else is uh Because I, I looked it up the other day, but I'm trying to remember. I'm looking at it right now. Guy. But yeah, so that's um, Eric, you know, with the long hair and uh, he's about to be the leader of the X-Men. You know, I'm just I don't know why Xavier would have chosen him, but especially after rewatching the live actions where he was basically. Got to watch the last season. I I see. I don't watch the last season. I'll rewatch it before the. uh, Yeah, because we're going to be talking about it, baby. But see, that's the thing. I did watch like. X-Men Evolution, I watched uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, and that's why I think, like, some of the stuff, like, starts to mash together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, when I think of Nightcrawler, I'm, I'm familiar with Nightcrawler in the 97 or the original series, but the only Nightcrawler that ever really pops in my head is from Evolution because he was such a big character in that one, yep. you know? And a lot of, like, anytime I think of Nightcrawler in animation form, it's always that Evolution one, so... But yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited. I definitely I'm gonna be watching it. I'm gonna try to get my kids to watch it with me, but you know, Fortnite has consumed them. So, <laughs> well, um, I hope that we'll be able to do our weekly reviews or however many episodes drop at once. Uh, you know, Fitch and I will be doing that. Um, so, in this trailer, something I want you guys to think about is, uh, and none of you mentioned it. Jean Grey is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Now, being the comic book guy I am, and the host of this podcast, um, Cable, is that Jean Grey? Uh, okay. I have to go back because I mean, there was the switch of Jean Grey because there was Mister Sinister in the series towards the end. I'd have to go back and really watch the last of that season to really be able to comment on it because. They did so much with Mr. Sinister in the end. Um, and like I said, I, I, I see right now that's Malin Pryor. And it would be, it. she's pregnant with Cable, and that's Malin Pryor. That is not okay. They have more than one kid, though, right? Cyclops, Cyclops and her have they have Rachel Summers too, don't they? I mean, they have Rachel, and, and they I don't, have another son, right? I'm pretty sure Cyclops and Madeline have Cable and Rachel. And that Gene and Cyclops have, have one kid together. But I can't remember the name of the kid. Did they not name it's, him Alex after his brother? Uh, hold on. Oh, let me look this up. Let me look this up. No, no, no. I'm just, I have not. Like, like I said, it's been so long since I've watched that show. And then, I mean, to be honest with you, 
I'll be 100% honest with both of you. I'm kind of glad that in a lot of ways, 2024 isn't saturated with like a lot of TV and um, new comic book stuff because it gives me time to go back and recheck out some of this older stuff and um, that I've been wanting to like go back to. I mean, you know, the CW shows are, are done. Yeah. Um, Superman Lois is going to air in the fall. Um, that's great, but it gives me time to kind of check out some other things and get back into like being able to review older shows and stuff that I wanted to see. Cause you know, there for a while I was just keeping up with so much of the new stuff that I never got to go backwards. It was always like staying current. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, I, you know, we have lives, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's I'm, I am one of those people that's like, I got to watch this show to be relevant or, you know, to, you know, for that water cooler talk, even though I don't work yeah. with people, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's for I either like it. for just like for podcasting or just to enjoy listening to certain podcasts that I listen to exactly to review stuff. I'm like, well, I got to keep up so um, I can enjoy that. Um, yeah. Cause throughout the day, I just listen to YouTube stuff. Right. And if, you know, with autoplay, it, it'll jump into a video that somebody's reviewing something and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got it. I don't have my hands free to pause this or skip the video or whatever. And people be reviewing stuff literally like as even before the episodes are fully out. Like, yeah, like there's, there's a whole, like that annoys me. It's like, I'm not a fan of like people like doing reaction videos while they're watching the trailer. I'm not a fan of people doing too much speculating, doing like in-depth speculation videos, because that's just, like we we've learned, okay, we have learned that they will purposely alter trailers and put stuff in so that we don't know what we're actually looking at. Um, like so, Madeline, uh, <laughs> which we will talk about on our next episode. But we'll finish was this. There one, one trailer. Was oh, there one trailer exactly? Uh, so. A lot going on to be excited for in Marvel. Um, a lot of things to get frustrated with, but I am very hopeful for the future. I don't know about you guys. Oh yeah, um, I th- I do think Definitely. that Deadpool and Wolverine is an absolute make or break for the MCU and Agreed. Marvel in general. Um, I think that if X Men '97 does not getting new fans here it's gonna get us uh, millennials in there but uh the new fans to get excited for the x-men that's its main challenge to get these kids excited for a continuation of a cartoon from 20 30 years ago that's the one thing i'm like i hope that it's not too like it's gonna be nice to kind of see like i i showed solomon knight of the sentinels okay yeah i don't plan on watching more with him we're gonna get through the films Cause then I want to watch the cartoon with him, the 97 to see if he gets it, if it works for him or if it's going to be one of those, you have to have seen the other one. Cause I feel like anytime you do that, you're running a big risk of like you just said, introducing new people to the property. I mean, X-Men was a huge deal because it was 92 was X-Men. The 93 was Batman, the animated series. 94 was Spider-Man, the animated series. And then of course we got, Hulk on UPN, Fantastic Four and Iron Man on WGN on Sundays. Of course, I never got to watch them because I had to go to church. Um, 
good days. You know what I'm saying? So like that really helped bring Marvel to a new level and introduce us to more comic book properties. Um, yeah. So it was like formative, you know, and it's been nice to go back and revisit that, but I want to be able to share X-Men with my kids, but them not have to feel burdened. They have to like, know, have all this prior knowledge to enjoy the series. But at the same time, it is a sequel series. Right. To, it's a, that, to, a, it, to a property that it, you is easily accessible with the Disney Plus streaming app. Yep. You're so absolutely correct. Like, but I mean, like, think, I mean I, we live in a time where kids watch YouTube videos, where they watch little clips, where cartoons have gone back to a, like a 10 minute format and they're not made for like your attention. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what line are they walking? Because one of my biggest things that bummed me out is walking in the toy aisle at the store and realizing how many to- so- how many toys are hanging on that shelf that are for us as collectors. Yeah. Yeah. You know oh. what I'm saying? Not not for <laughs> kids. Like G.I. Joe's, not for kids anymore. The Most of the He-Man toys now, not for kids. They're for collectors. You know, and even have you seen the prices on these X-Men 97 figures? Uh, Yeah. They're yeah, six inches. It's about like the yeah, the little the six inch ones is like forty four dollars for six characters. Yeah, and then they have the really tiny ones that are like ten to fourteen dollars, and then they have the twelve inch figures. Yeah, the, the generic ones that are like ten bucks. Like yeah. in that, and I'm like, that's the price range they should be. But they have the really small figures, about three inches, maybe four. Then like the six to eight inch figures. And then like Finch's Wolverine mask and they have Wolverine claws. And I mean, and I'm like, okay, so you basically, you have your millennial adult collector figures, the ones that kids will actually buy and play with. And then figures that no one's going to buy. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, but regardless, we're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to buy it all anyway. Um, very excited for the future. Uh, thank you guys for joining me on this little news and reviews here. Uh, Tune in to our next episode, which is going to be our review of Mad Web and what we think about the Sony universe. Greatest comic book ever, movie ever made. Greatest comic movie ever made. Way better than Catwoman. Way better than Steel. I'm not, the best. We'll look at it tomorrow. <laughs> Hold on. So, wow. If you are a fan of DC Comics, you can listen to Tyler on the Krypton Report at 
Krypton Reporter Podcast on Instagram, uh, X, Facebook, everywhere podcasts are listened to under the Krypton Report. And if you're a fan, of course, of Brian the Guys, you can hear me on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find podcasts. And you can check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Brian the Guys. And if you're a fan of horror movies and horror history, you can also check out my other podcast coming soon on March 1st which is Gravely Amusing, my flagship podcast, my franchise, if you will, uh, where this season we'll be talking about 1950s horror movies. First season was on classic monsters. This one is following that steps and talking about the history of horror movies. And I'm adding in a little special episodes on the history of some cryptids in there this season too. Uh, it's very exciting. I'm very excited about it. So thank you so much, listener. You have a wonderful evening and catch us on the flippity flip.